I think there was a pivot point for me when I realized I didn't know everything and I wasn't expected to know everything as a parent. Um, there's that moment in time when you look at your child and, and just think, uh, they know more than me on this matter. And that's not a bad thing. I'm John Fuller, joined in the studio by our Vice President of Parenting, Dr. Danny Huerta. Jim Daly and I talked with Natasha Crane. She's passionate about teaching kids to understand who God is. And here's more from that conversation. You know, I've heard so many testimonies, and I didn't grow up in a Christian home. My mom did teach us the golden rule, and we had a respect for the Christian ethos. But as children, we never went to church. I shouldn't say never. We went Christmas, Easter, special holidays. But we didn't have a lot of training. And, um, you know, so when I encounter families where they're 18 or 19 year old, I'm talking to them, they'll even say, you know, I just never had a moment where anybody asked me to accept Christ into my heart. That's such a tragedy, right? That the kids will grow up in Christian homes and the, we never spend the time to say, mm-hmm. have you embraced Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? It seems simple, but sometimes we just forget. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Absolutely. And then kids end up borrowing your faith. They just kind of go along with emotions because they think that's what you're supposed to do and they don't want to get into it with you, but they borrow it rather than make it their own. And right around vocational training, whatever they're going to do, college, that tank's going to be empty and they're going to find themselves in some difficult spots. Natasha, advice for the parent who is embracing what you're saying, but feeling like I am so ill-equipped and this is really awkward and what if they ask me questions I can't answer? Right. Well, if your kids ask you questions you can't answer, that's actually a great thing. It means that they're asking questions, right? And a lot of kids don't even want to ask the questions to begin with. So Mm -hmm. it's great if your kids are asking questions, but if you don't know how to answer the question, then say, I'm so glad you're asking this. Let's talk about how to find out an answer together, a biblically sound answer, because kids need to understand that today. It's not just going on Google and typing in, you know, how do I know that God exists? Because they're going to get a lot of different answers. So if you don't know the answer yourself, you're in a position then where you can really guide them and saying, you know what, I'm not sure the best way to explain that. So let's look into that together. But the number one thing I would say to any parent who feels overwhelmed is to take one step. If you recognize that this is important and it's something that you have to do because there's nothing more important than raising your kids to know and love the Lord, then do something. And it could be something as simple as picking up a book. It could be listening to a podcast. It could be committing to listening to the Focus on the Family show more regularly. It is free. Whatever it is. And it is free. (laughs) That's the theme of the show. Whatever it is, do that one thing. And when you are equipped yourself, then you're in the position to equip your kids with this understanding so that they're better prepared today. No, that's good. Uh, There's an essential question of Christianity uh, that you've mentioned that is kind of the core core, but it's been, as you said in the book, it's been reduced to a slogan. And that's how you felt when you were growing up. What was it? Well, it's the question of why Jesus had to die for our sins. And I have that emphasis on the why, because I think as a kid, I heard it over and over again that Jesus died for your sins. He died for your sins. He died for your sins. And so you just accept it. It's like, okay, he did. He did. He died for my sins. But I realized as I was blogging and starting to get more skeptics coming to my site, there were a lot of people who were pointing out what they thought was kind of a killer for Christianity. And they were saying, well, if your God is so great and your God is so loving, then why would he need some kind of blood sacrifice? Why would all this be necessary? And they really challenged that. And I realized, you know what? My kids have never asked about that. So I had this moment where I thought, you know, I need to talk to them about why Jesus needed to do this. And so that's where I really started to talk to them about the why behind the facts. How would you do that? 
I mean, let's give people tools. Yeah. Yeah. I think there are three key things to explain to our kids. And it starts with the foundation of what is sin. We skip over this so much. As a society, we don't like the idea well, of don't. sin. Or we want to define sin, you know, in other kinds of ways. But they have to understand that sin is when we break God's law, very specifically. So I've explained to my kids, hey, if atheists were right and there is no God, sin doesn't exist. It's a meaningless concept because there's no God whose law you can break. So it kind of helps them to understand, okay, so this is about God and this is about the existence of a moral law, which as Paul says in Romans, is that law that's written on all of our hearts. So that's the very first thing. If you can't understand the sin that is the most fundamental problem in the world, you won't understand the solution. We had, before you move on, we had an experience the other night, again, sitting around the dinner table and Jean said a very profound thing. And as Troy was sitting there and she said, you know, we don't teach you how to lie, but it's in you. I mean, when you were four, you didn't tell us the truth about stealing the cookie, (laughs) but we do try to teach you to tell the truth. And he said, you know, mom, I never thought of it that way. That's so true. It just comes instinctively that we lie right? if we're ashamed or what have you. And isn't that an interesting observation? Um, No kid is taught how to lie. They just know how to do it. Exactly. And we know that that moral law that's on our hearts, we have those feelings of guilt, which points to the fact that there is this morality that is in all of us. We'll continue in a future episode with more from Natasha and the other two things that she was going to talk about there. Now, Danny, earlier in the clip, she mentioned how um, you don't know the answer to your kids' questions. You try to find the answer. What are some tools for us to do that? How do we find answers to some of those hard questions that our kids are invariably going to ask us? Oh, yeah. They come at you. And the, the older they get and the more... They have questions from their friends. <laughs> the, the more you're challenged as a parent, don't be afraid to say, you know, I don't know. Let's explore this. Let's, let's look for this. You have uh, a ton of information on the Internet, and you do want to be careful with where you look for that. Uh, a fa- the Faith Life app has uh, a lot of great tools to use. Summit Ministries has uh, some great content to uh, dig into together with your kids. Uh, right Now Media there's a lot of uh, uh, information as well. Some other ones to think about, Reflections on the Existence of God. I love that book. It's by Richard Simmons III, and some people may chuckle when they think of the name. Uh, and then uh, Core Christianity, Stand Strong Ministries, the Colson Center. There's so many different ministries that are out there where you can uh, search together on what the answers are to those difficult questions. And there may be some where you're kind of speculating. I mean, one of them that recently my daughter asked me, it was, uh, so if God created everything, then who created sin, Dad? And uh, she's asked other ones that are very similar to that, very deep philosophical questions. Um, And I've had to pause and say, all right, well, let's let's think about this together and let's explore it. Let's figure it out. And uh, it'll take some time, some focus on your part, And uh, hopefully, as you dig into the resources here at Focus on the Family, you find more resources that will help you answer the questions. I appreciate so much what you're talking about, that posture of let's work this through together. I think if I were to roll back, I would would say one of my biggest uh, mistakes as a parent was giving right answers. Mm -hmm. Well, I know the answer to that. You know, I fancied myself somewhat of a Bible scholar, and rather than inviting my kids to a journey... We had a lot of uh, didactic moments where I was teaching, and I, I wish I would have 
come alongside them a little bit more. So what you just said really strikes me as really important. Have a curiosity for your child and help them answer some of those questions in their own way and in their own time. Well, Danny mentioned a variety of websites, and certainly at ours, you're going to find a number of helpful resources uh, to help pass along that baton of faith. One is an article called Leading Your Child to Christ. It has some really practical ideas, and we're going to link over to that in the show notes. And then more tips on having these kinds of safe conversations with your child are going to be found in Natasha Crane's book, Keeping Your Kids on God's Side. And it's available to you for a gift of any amount to the ministry of Focus on the Family today. Uh, We're going to link over to ways to donate and get that book, Keeping Your Kids on God's Side. Check the show notes for details. Jonathan McKee is here next time to discuss how social media may be impacting your son in particular. I'm John Fuller, and for Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, thanks for joining us for the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.